Welcome to Energy Matters, exploring awakening to your authentic self and finding purpose through mind, body, and soul. With your hosts, Cody Edner and David Gandelman. Brought to you by intuitivevision.net and groundedmind.com. I know on Energy Matters, we always talk about mental health and spirituality and that side of well-being. But in today's episode, we've got a very special guest, Dr. Robin Berzin, and we're going to be talking about getting our physical bodies right and healing our guts and the future of medicine. So excited for this episode. So welcome back to another episode of Energy Matters. Got my co-host here as always, Cody Edner. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. And the reason I'm having we're having Robin back on the show, she's actually our first guest to ever come back for a second episode, is because Parsley Health, her company, has just made incredible strides. And I honestly believe that they're changing the world. They've changed my life. And I talk about this in the episode. Uh, I had all sorts of gut issues and I was feeling tired and I went and got a membership and started seeing their doctors and it was totally life-changing. So I'm definitely a little over-enthusiastic <laughs> and an evangelist. And, and I met Dr. Robin Berzin in the Himalayas like 10 years ago. Pretty crazy. And that was when we were both just kind of starting out with our life paths and our careers and deciding what we wanted to do. We were almost at like the same place in our lives at that moment. Cody, like we were right. deciding like, who do we she want to just be? Finished. Right, college, and you were out of college by then? She was in medical school or finishing medical school right. at that time, and we are both just figuring ourselves out. And you know, at that age, in your mid, early 20s, you're like, I want to change the world. I want to do something special. I, and so we definitely had that energy, and when you're in the Himalayas, it's easy to like fantasize and, uh, <laughs> and all yeah. of that jazz. And you were both seekers at that time. I mean, you were looking. We were, we were right. meditators looking and looking, an yeah. yeah, so definitely kin kindred spirits on the path, and who knew that all these years later, it would come all the way back around, and her company that she has built from the ground up would help me heal, and I'm helping her clients and patients meditate, as are you, and it's just so cool how this is all developed, and this is a really, really special episode. And so, yeah, I sound a little bit overly excited about Parsley Health because it worked so well for me. And Robin is such a good friend of mine. And I genuinely think that she's changing the world and making a right. huge, huge difference in medicine. And we talk oh. about uh, how she met with Al Gore and s some of the world's biggest movers and shakers in, in medicine and in technology and about being a mother and about being an entrepreneur and how to get your health right and how to heal your microbiome, that, that um, area in your stomach that has all these nerve endings coming together and all this bacteria and all this stuff that makes me want to just, ugh, but it's also very important <laughs> to our health. Yeah. I, I mean, her passion is, is definitely infectious and, and her vision for uh, changing the healthcare system and uh, changing the the mentality, the mindset, really the energy of healthcare uh, into more wellness focused is so powerful. Her message is beautiful, and I think it it is the yeah. future of healthcare. I don't think our system as it is right now is not going to. It certainly is not serving us as a whole, given the statistics. And I don't think it can survive another decade or two. Uh, under the weight of uh, just the the illness, the disease that's happening, the chronic illness, and yeah. the lifestyle illness, and you know, it's I've I listen to a lot of podcasts and I hear a lot of different stories about the problem, and and so many of them, you know, they're true, but I mean, lots of different information. The thing I like about Robin is she she has a solution, and it, mm -hmm. and it really makes sense to me, and it really kind of fits as a a next step or is a step we need um, to adopt, you know, and roll out nationwide, which, which they're doing. So it's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And at this moment, I really want to do my Bernie Sanders impression about medicine and healthcare, <laughs> but I think I'll, Maybe Hold I'll off on that, that maybe for yeah. another episode. Maybe. 
<laughs> but we are about to talk to one of the people in the top 1% of movers and shakers and changing the world for the better, in my opinion. Uh, before we jump into the episode, if you want to get on our newsletter and make sure you stay up to date with all the classes and offerings me and Cody have, it's energymattersacademy.com if you want to go deeper into learning about energy and meditation. And if you get a chance, our only ask is just rate us on iTunes or on YouTube or wherever. Leave a comment. Let us know if you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, we'd love to get your feedback. It helps other people find the show. So thank you all so much for sticking with us. We've been going at this for over three years, and I feel like it's getting better and better. And the quality of our guests is just skyrocketing. Uh, it used to be just me and Cody bantering back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start somewhere. That's right. Um, so without further ado, we're going to jump into the episode with the founder, CEO of Parsley Health, my very good friend, Dr. Robin Person. Such a pleasure to have Hello, you. Oh, it's so good to be here. And Robin, first of all, you're our only guest that's ever been on twice. So thank you. True. You must love us or really? feel bad. I feel um, I I both love you and um, am honored to be invited twice. So that's pretty special. So well, thank you for having me because you have a pretty illustrious guest list. And thank you. And we have been busy and so have you. You just opened up a new center in LA, which is super exciting. And it looks absolutely gorgeous. Parsley Health, which you're the founder of, is doing amazing, amazing things. And full disclosure, I'm, I've been a member for two years. So thank you for that help. Could we just start with you explaining a little bit about what Parsley is for those of our listeners who don't exactly know? Yeah, absolutely. So we are really redesigning primary care medicine as a modern, holistic, and personalized service whose goal is to get to the root cause of disease and to optimize your health and help you live a long, healthy life and help you thrive. Uh, too long For too long, medical care has been very impersonal, transactional, kind of focused on a pill for every ill, the immediate, not really being proactive. And so um, with our services, whether you come see us in person in one of our beautiful centers, like the new one we just opened in LA, or you work with us via video, which more and more people are doing across the country. Uh, either way, you have this incredible group of doctors and health coaches and team who are dedicated to really getting underneath the hood and understanding where your symptoms come from, um, helping you better manage a disease if you already have one or helping you optimize your health and we use uh, a lot of nutrition, mental health, sleep, fitness, uh, lifestyle change, but we also do a lot of really cool in-depth diagnostic testing that's very advanced and cutting edge. And we bring together the best of the most modern medical science. Uh, we're all real doctors who trained at top hospitals and universities with this more comprehensive, personalized and holistic approach. And so that's kind of like in a nutshell what we do. It's incredible work. And I have to be completely honest, it's totally changed my life, Robin. I tell all of my friends, I'm like, you have to do parsley. And then their first question is, wait, what is it? <laughs> and so I wanted to do this podcast so you could explain clearly to people exactly what it is. And if I could just share a little bit about my own experience uh, in David language. <laughs> so I was having gut issues and I was getting really tired and brain fog all the time. Cody's like, David, pay attention. We're doing a podcast. And I'm like, I want to take a nap. And so I wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> and so I got parsley. You guys tested me up and down. I didn't know there were this many tests that existed. Like the blood work was extensive. And even the guy who came, he came to my house to do my blood work. He said, he said he works with tons of doctors and parsley health is by far his favorite to, to do testing with. They're the most comprehensive and just the phlebotomist saying that I thought was a big deal. That was pretty cool. So I got all of these tests done. I realized my diet was off. My microbiome was off. Uh, I started parsley put me on all these great supplements and it was the first time in my life where I really felt like there was there were doctors that cared and that there was like a space being held for me and that there was a team 
working on me rather than just like a one-off shot, like my belly hurts. Here's a prescription, go get better, best of luck. It was such a different experience. Uh, I can't even begin to fully fully describe it and and so i just wanted everybody to get a little bit of a sense of that with having you back on the show and maybe you could walk us through a little bit of what that is like for most people so one i guess the question is why why would somebody come to parsley and be a member what is it that they're generally looking for and two how do you walk them through that process of going from just being sick to not being sick to being maybe being sick to being wet really well and optimized or maybe they're not sick but they just want to be super optimized so how does that generally look for you when somebody walks through the door yeah well thank you for sharing that story because i mean i think you you just said it better than even i can you know you were having issues you weren't sure how they were all related to each other uh, you knew that if you just went to a regular doctor, like a regular primary care doctor, it'd be like a five minute thing and no one yeah. would connect the dots and they would just sort of try to deal with like the most pressing problem in that moment. And that's sadly how our healthcare system is set up. So we decided to go ahead and try to build a new healthcare system as big and crazy as that sounds and to provide medical service, the services, the way that they should be. Uh, and I had been lucky enough, you know, I trained in, in medicine. I'm a doctor. I trained at Columbia and Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City, which are two of the top institutions in the country. And I had that amazing experience in foundational training, like all of our, our other doctors at Parsley have too at, at similar institutions. But man, was it clear that it was broken and it wasn't enough. And we were just kind of throwing pages and pages of prescriptions at people and not looking at the root cause. So Uh, You know, what I saw was the reality of modern life in front of me as I was training in medicine. People today are dealing with gut issues ranging from the constipation and the bloating to the really like severe irritable bowel disease and everything in between. They're dealing with depression, anxiety, brain fog. They're dealing with hormone imbalances, infertility. They're dealing with um, uh, autoimmune, so inflammatory conditions ranging from like basic, like eczema, all the way to things like multiple sclerosis and everything in between that's on the rise. Uh, and then weight gain, heart health issues, energy issues, adrenal issues. And there's kind of like no one to talk to. And so, and then we have this crew of folks who, as you said, aren't sick, aren't dealing with any of that maybe, but they're like, you know what, I saw mom or dad or grandma or grandpa on a ton of meds and um, get Alzheimer's early and all of these things. And like, I want to get on top of it. And so you sign up online and your first visit with us is an hour and 15 minutes with a doctor. Um, It can be via video or it can be in person, depending on where you live. And um, we're, by the way, we're live in New York and California for virtual medicine and we're rolling out the next uh, 48 States over the next six months. So if we're not, if you go to our website and you have to join a wait list to sign up for virtual care, um, which is our um, video based visits, um, because you don't live near one of our clinics, don't worry, it's happening really, really soon. Get on that wait list because we want to hear from you. But um, we're offering that. And we do this whole deep dive into you and everything that's happened to you your whole life, like you have done a ton of traveling, you personally, you know, we, I think we identified, sorry to out you, but like we identified a parasite. Um, you have all sorts of stuff going on that like just wasn't getting addressed, wasn't getting addressed. And so we do this whole deep dive. Then we do advanced diagnostic testing. That's a fancy way of saying we, we might look at your poop and look at your microbiome or your parasites. We might look at your heart health. I saved some for Cody. Yeah, you just you saved him. That's that's so nice of you. A, a, um, a sample. <laughs> he sent me a sample by accident. Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> we look at your blood work. We might look at saliva, hormones. We look at all sorts of stuff in a way that other doctors aren't because we're taking this more proactive and personalized approach. And then we only do membership. And the reason for that is you work with us over time with a doctor, with a health coach, again, in person or via video. And the reason we're doing that is because like, you can't, you don't get better in a visit. Like that's like saying I can go to the gym once and be super, super fit, right? It doesn't work. And so what I saw in medicine when I started Parsley was that we were trying to like whack-a-mole problems 
with these quick visits and there was no ongoing care. There was no relationship. There was no holistic plan. And so as a result of that, it was just like whack-a-mole that like arcade game, like all those problems just kept coming right back up. Um, and so that's kind of how you work with us. And we, we take a different approach and we have some pretty awesome health outcomes to, to show for it. Mm. Yeah, you do. You also, and Cody, I don't know if you know this, but if you get a Parsley Health membership, you get a gluten intolerance that comes with the membership. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the, part it's a of feature. The package, yeah. 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 The package the deal, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's true though, right, Robin? Because a lot of folks that come in have some kind of intolerance to food that they don't know about. They've never been tested and it's mm-hmm. causing a lot of gut issues. And, and I was one of those people... I took a food sensitivity test through you guys mm-hmm. and found out that I had intolerances going to like way too many foods from gluten to dairy and beyond. And the doctors were like, well, that's too many intolerances. So we think there might be another underlying issue like a parasite or something. Right. And so they did some deeper testing. And so in the short term, I had to cut those foods out and, and you know, heal my gut and take some medicine for the parasite. And then I was able to build back into eating them. And I was in so much denial because I, <laughs> pizza was my life, right? Yeah. And here's this Parsley Health doctor. <laughs> Jacqueline, who's amazing, by the way, in Los Angeles, telling me not to eat any gluten for a while. It's like, how could you do this to me? I thought we were friends and I needed to heal my gut. So I think there's a lot of people out there who don't realize that they've got some sensitivity going or something's imbalanced. Maybe when you were 25, eating everything was fine. And now you're 35 or 45 and it's not. And uh, I was definitely in some denial and it took a health coach and and a doctor. (laughs) <laughs> and and that's a great story because first of all, people are in denial. Some people come here and they're like, cheese is my life raft. Don't take yeah. it away. And I'm like, well, if cheese is your life raft, like we have other problems we need to talk about. Um, that's right. But it's, it's interesting because, you know, I had the same situation. I had eaten gluten and dairy growing up and been fine. But in my mid twenties, I developed really horrible cystic acne after mm. a period of extreme stress. And that period of extreme stress, um, had led to something called leaky gut or intestinal permeability. Mm. And when that happens, uh, you can, and that can happen from an accident or a surgery or an infection, like a parasite or a really bad, you know, um, bacterial infection in the gut. Lots of different things can trigger that. And then what I didn't know at the time is that I'd become sensitive to these foods. So I had horrible cystic acne and I'd always had great skin and I was like, what's going on? And I was still eating these foods because like I was early med school, early in training, never occurred to me that food would be related to any of this. I went to every dermatologist and peels and creams and they were injecting my zits with cortisone and I was on a birth control pill and a heart medication to stop the acne, which has become super common. And all of those things, fast forward, learned about this more functional medicine approach, which is what we do. And Uh, cut out those foods and my skin is amazing. And so I loved what you said, though, about that you had to cut out some things for a little while and that we use the food sensitivity test to identify that there was actually another even deeper problem because I see this all the time. There's a lot of food sensitivity tests on the market. There's a lot of them that are direct to consumer. Um, Quite frankly, for your listening listeners out there, a lot of them are BS. They're not really good tests. There's only certain ones that are legit. And then beyond that, if somebody for us comes in and we do the food sensitivity test, we see a whole lot of things that tells us that there's an underlying problem. And what I see too often happening is people out there working with inexperienced providers end up cutting out like 30 foods. And they're like, my life sucks. I'm allergic to all these things. Mm -hmm. I can never, ever eat them again. Mm -hmm. And, um, there might be one or two that you really just don't tolerate long-term and you have to kind of keep low to zero, but most of them you can often, if you do it right, reintroduce and there's another problem. And so that's where, that's where you really need the advanced medicine and the doctor who knows what they're doing, not just like, Oh, food sensitivity test. And then I talked to this like random, you know, barista at my juice bar and (laughs) they were like, cut out everything and just only live on this $20 green juice for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we have a little bit of that going on in the wellness ecosystem. Yeah. There's a lot of that. It sounds like um, by cutting 
certain things out, you can get back to maybe a baseline or back to somewhere where you can then know where you are and start to reintroduce things. Exactly. Okay. And the reintroduction is really important. And sometimes it's not just cutting out the food. Sometimes you need certain supplements, not forever, but for a couple of months. Oh, gotcha. Um, sometimes you also need, like Dave did, um, a prescription medication um, to mm-hmm. kill a parasite. Sometimes there's other things going on. So, you know, I, it's all very personalized to you. But yes, you get to this new healthy baseline. And People are always shocked because a problem could be in their gut. But like Dave said, he was feeling tired. He was feeling foggy. He was feeling low motivation. And our current medical system is like, oh, the brain's over here and the gut's over here and they don't talk to each other. And yet we all learn in medical school that you have um, a nervous system in your gut. It's called the enteric nervous system. There's more nerves in your gut than in your entire body outside of your brain you have 95% of the serotonin in your bodies in your gut. You have this very sophisticated brain gut connection. And so often, almost always what's happening in the gut is also happening in the brain. And so we'll see depression, anxiety, brain fog, chronic fatigue, um, low motivation, insomnia. And oftentimes it goes back to gut issues and food issues but like people's regular doctors aren't putting it together. They're just being like, Oh, you're depressed. Go take a you know medication. Uh, and it's like not even relevant. Yeah. Interesting. So, so that makes me think of, of the kind of this idea that I hit, which is there's so many things kind of, kind of coming in that to get to that baseline, there's this kind of idea that if I could just find the reset button and just kind of hit a reset button and start over, because every time, you try to make a change, it's, it's like there's this, uh, you know, all the cravings come up. And I think a lot of that has to do with this gut-brain connection. But how do, you, how do you break through that kind of initial wall and start to take those steps to make some changes? Is, are there some simple things you can start to do on your way to maybe parsley health? Mm-hmm. It yeah, seems like absolutely. such a big step, you know, to, to jump right into the middle of it all. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's the beauty of working with us is that we don't start in the middle. We start at the beginning and, you know, not everybody needs to cut out foods. Not everybody needs a special diet. Not everybody needs supplements. So we kind of meet you where you're at and try to decide on like, what's the most important thing to get started with? Um, You don't have to do everything, but I think with food stuff, I think, you know, it's easy actually. Just take one thing, just try being dairy free for a month and reintroducing it. Like you're not going to die. You are going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's just not your life rep. Uh, And just cut out one thing for a month and see how you feel or, you know, start with a meditation practice. There's a big gut brain connection and we prescribe meditation at Parsley about 10 times more, 10x more than medication. Mm -hmm. And we prescribe meditation because you have a really deeply powerful tool inside your body already, which is your parasympathetic nervous system controlled by your vagus nerves, which are two nerves that go from your brainstem down to your whole, all of your innards, including your gut. And there's a huge brain gut connection. And so people who are chronically stressed and uh, in that like low grade fight or flight running all day from the email lion that's chasing them, uh, going to their spin class, drinking their wine, doing it all over again, sleeping poorly, mm-hmm. drinking too many coffees, all the things, uh, that is a setup for gut problems. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just starting with a daily breathing practice or meditation practice five minutes, a couple times a day and tuning in can help trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest, digest, relax, and heal side of your nervous system. And that's a big gateway drug. That's like your biggest opportunity to not only kind of start healing your gut from the inside out, just with a meditation practice, which is critical. uh, But then that sometimes also gives you a little bit of that calm and clarity that you need to get past the like, oh my God, I can't possibly cut out one food because that's the hardest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Suddenly when you're meditating a little bit, you might get to a place where you're like, you know what, like that's 
like I, people have bigger problems in the world. Like I could probably do yeah. that for 30 days and like be okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Robin, when you talk about all of this, the sense that I get is this is a, an approach that takes some self-awareness and responsibility, which is a little antithetical to a lot of the awareness in, the, in America, at least, where people just want a prescription drug to solve a problem. It's, it's almost like the opposite, right? I just, just I'm going to pay you and you solve this problem for me. Whereas you're saying, hey, you've got to sit down and close your eyes. You have to change your diet. You have to take control of your life. So you're not just changing the medical model, but you're trying to change the, the consciousness here and have people take more responsibility for themselves. Is there, have you, have you seen that kind of tension in the market as you grow parsley where you're probably going to naturally attract people who are more self-aware and responsible than the ones who also like really need your help, but are not used to doing anything. They're just used to taking a pill. Uh, One, have you, do you see that kind of playing out and how do you bridge that gap? You know, it's interesting. I feel like that that gap, like that bridge over that chasm um, is actually getting bridged for us. And it's being bridged for us first by this just like giant groundswell of people interested in health and wellness, whether it's mm. meditation, it might be food, it might be, you know, your Peloton bike or your, you know, your fitness class or these other things. I think sometimes it starts outside of medicine. And so what's been really cool over the past couple of years since starting Parsley is just watching how this groundswell is happening everywhere. And so I think more and more people are understanding, yeah, like prescription drugs are useful and I might want that, but I'm, I'm not feeling great. And, you know, I had this guy come in in his forties, like finance guy in New York, all the typical things you, you imagine of a finance guy in New York who'd been gaining weight and feeling tired and feeling depressed and frustrated. And it was affecting his performance at work, right? So what was his motivation? He was like, I feel like I'm not at the top of my game. And then here in New York City and finance, you got to be at the top of that game to get to that next rung of the ladder, right? And so Mm -hmm. he had gone to his regular doctor who'd put him on an antidepressant, a cholesterol medication and a high blood pressure medication. And he came to us because he was like, you know, this is all great. I've been taking these medications for a couple months. And so like my doctor tells me like, you know, this is what I need to do. But guess what? I'm still tired. I'm still depressed. I'm still not at the top of my game. And I'm still getting weight. And I'm still kind of like, these drugs haven't actually solved the thing that I care about solving. And so we did a deep dive. He ended up having a thyroid condition. Uh, that was causing high blood pressure, weight gain, high cholesterol, um, or sorry, high cholesterol, weight gain, which then in turn leading to high blood pressure, as well as depression. It's really common when you have low thyroid function, you, one of the common top five symptoms of depression. And so through changing his, and then he was living on like the New York standard diet of like burgers and beers, you know, like Mm. the banker diet of burgers and beers. And that wasn't helping, let's just say. So we got into on some supplements to have that gave him more energy. We got him off of the foods that were causing energy crashes. We gave him some thyroid support and long story short, he's off of all of the medications and more important than even being off of the medications, which saved like an aggregate about 10 grand a year. He was like, I'm no longer tired. I'm no longer depressed. I'm losing weight. I'm feeling good. And I'm on top of my game at work. Right. So I think that's where this idea of reaching your greatest potential, I think is kind of penetrating the zeitgeist and getting people more interested in the pill might like help me solve my immediate scary problem. And that's valuable. And we don't want to get rid of medications that they're useful, but they're not enough. Uh, And so I think that's akin to like the work that you're doing and you guys are doing with this podcast is that when I started Parsley and when I thought back about like, well, why, like, why are we doing all this? Why are we trying to transform people's health with the world's best possible medicine, which is our mission? Like why, where does that mission come from? Like where, why does that matter? Like wait, maybe I can do something else. Right. Uh, and the reason for that, and it goes back to the vision for the company and the vision for the company is about this idea that when you improve, right, maybe not totally transform, but in some way improve somebody's mental physical, spiritual, emotional health in some way, 
you unlock that individual's greatest potential. You unlock their potential in a new way. And when that happens, they are able to contribute to this world in a different way. Their relationships change, how they consume changes, what they buy changes, maybe their job changes. And that's how we're going to get to this like world that we all want to live in. And so similarly to you guys turning people on to meditation, I think a lot of people, even if they're the kind of person who's like, yeah, I just want to go to the doctor and get the prescription and be done with it, which is like a valid feeling. There's this other feeling, which is, but I also like want to live my greatest life. And I think that's kind of universal. Mm, I love that. I've always had that similar feeling with turning people on to meditation and then self-awareness that if you want to change the world, you kind of have to do it one person at a time. You have to get mm-hmm. that one person to change and affect the world differently. Um, that brings up a question to me that's maybe just kind of a personal question, but was there a defining moment or kind of a tipping point in for you in the middle of your uh, education, you know, and, and medical training where you kind of went, I, I have to be the one that changes the system. I can't, I can't participate in this system. I mean, there was in the system. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was many along the way. I think I was sure. primed, right? Like, um, you know, Dave and I met randomly in India my first summer after medical school. So this was over 10 years ago when Dave and I met. Okay, so you oh, were seeking. You were seeking us. Way yeah. back in the day. Okay. Uh, and I was traveling in India and we met and, uh, you know, I was going to ashrams and learning to meditate. And Dave was really into Vipassana meditation and these other forms of meditation was like light years ahead of me and really got me interested in that world in a way that I hadn't even, you know, I already was interested because I, I, like I was there, but like that, then it was kind of a whole new level. Um, And I had gone to Nepal actually originally to work on a cervical cancer screening project for Mm. a big international aid organization. Like I hadn't gone there to um, for, for spiritual reasons, even though I was like a yogi and I was interested in seeing that part of the world. So I think, those things prime me for seeing the world in a different way. Again, my meditation practice improved my mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health in a way that made me unlock some of my potential that might not have been under unlocked otherwise. And then I think in the medical training side, I just, you know, through my yoga practice, through my meditation practice, through changing my diet and seeing how that improved my skin, but also everything. Um, I got to this place where I remember being in training at an intern year of, of um, internal medicine training at the hospital and just like printing out prescriptions like four at a time and frantically signing them and handing them to people. And two minutes out of my 15 minutes with them was spent signing prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was just, I'm an impatient person, like a radically impatient person. So it's both a strength and a weakness, but I think I was just like this, this isn't helping. Like I'm at the, one of the top places in the United States to train in medicine. And like what I'm being trained, like a gopher to get better at right now, like faster and better at handing these drugs out to people, mm. like seems something here seems like really wrong. Uh, and so I started asking myself, well, like, why, why is it, why am I at the best places one can possibly train? And with amazing doctors who are really caring and, you know, very well-intentioned. And yet, why is this like this? When I realized it's because we'd sort of created this system of primary care that actually makes primary care urgent care Mm. and not actually primary care. So we've all, and this is back to Dave's question about like people expecting to pill. We've all been schooled over the past 30, 50 years by our healthcare system to think that primary care is fast. It's like 10 minutes. Mm. It's free. Like it's covered by insurance. If you pay for anything for it, it's like, like, that's crazy. That it is just being handed a stack of prescriptions and referrals to specialists. And that you only like go there when like something's really wrong. Like you don't have a relationship with this person. You just like go. And basically everything I just described is urgent care. It's actually not primary care. And urgent care is a good thing. Like you have that cold and flu, that bronchitis, you get, you break your arm, like whatever, like, yay, like let's have urgent care for that. 
But 90% of our diseases today are, are of the cost of our diseases today are chronic lifestyle driven diseases, Alzheimer's, diabetes, right. depression, all the things I described earlier. And those things aren't addressed by urgent care. Like those things are not managed by urgent care, but we kind of got rid of primary care in its more elevated, meaningful way that it should be there. And so that's kind of where I was like, well, why can't we actually use all the best technology, all the best modern medicine, but elevate primary care to being something that is what people today actually need? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, our healthcare system kind of became almost like uh, automation or like a factory and that everybody just became uh, something, you know, in that factory that can be fixed with one visit. And sounds like you're, and maybe this, this makes sense to me in the sense of meditation and spirituality is that it's more about relationships and building a relationship with someone over time where they get to know you is, is maybe the the more important thing, certainly, and the foundation of uh, helping that person take ownership over their own health, be proactive, and and kind of change the model from, you know, fix what's broken to whatever word we want to use, optimize, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. being a growth model and a, and a kind of moving forward model. I like that because, uh, you know, healthcare is in the conversations, like, Every politically, that's they everybody keeps coming back to healthcare and healthcare and healthcare, and it's all about the cost and paying for it. But it feels like we're chasing after like the disease and the chronic illnesses are ahead, they've gotten ahead of us, and we're trying to chase after them. And this model sounds like you're getting ahead of them and, and, and yeah. causing it creating a real solution, actually. Yeah, it's funny, like all the debates and everyone like, yeah. you know, tearing their hair out about healthcare spending. And you're like, you're just talking about the wrong things. Right. Like no one in these conversations on the political level is ever talking about the real problem, which is how our system is designed, the kind of care that we offer, the fact that we pay a lot of money for somebody to rip a vein out of your leg and, and tie it around your heart when your heart is clogged. Um, from heart disease, but we view paying a primary care doctor to spend more than 10 minutes with you as a like waste of time. Right. And you're like, okay, you can slap an app on it and you can have flat screens and you can track all the data and you can like try to bring the cost down. But guess what? If you don't change the medicine, you will not bring the cost down. And I had this amazing day. I told David about it. Um, a week or two ago in San Francisco with um, former Vice President Al Gore and about 40 of the top kind of healthcare leaders and innovators in the country from big companies like Amazon and Apple and Google and from big retail health players like Walmart. And then there were people there from insurance companies and there was a couple earlier stage companies like us. And it was so fascinating because it was like, it was so refreshing because it was like a group of people actually talking about what needs to change. Mm -hmm. And then you see on the political level, everyone just chasing, as you said, chasing these cost curves, not understanding that like you're not going to actually reduce costs if we just keep doing what we're doing right. um, at all. And yeah. And what we've shown at Parsley is that we're, we reduce chronic prescription drugs by 66%. Wow. You reduce um, polypharmacy, which means taking more than one drug at once in mental health conditions by 47%. We are helping women get pregnant without IVF because we're actually looking at why they can't get pregnant and oh, helping really? them avoid a $20,000 procedure. So like there's so much there and um, you know, there are, there are good people thinking about it. But one of the yeah. things I brought up in that, day when I was talking about Percy with that group of people was, uh, you know, the mind and the body are not separate. And in medicine, we put them in different camps, like they're not related to each other. Uh, and so one of the most power things for me, powerful things for me personally about meditation and mindfulness and self-awareness is that those practices have transformed my life, my relationships, my career, but also my body. And at Parsley, we look at them all together, but in most of our healthcare system, we just 
the people who deal with some physical aspect of you, they don't want to know about your mental health. (laughs) They don't care. They don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. They don't want to deal with it. Uh, And it's funny because that's just a construct of how we pay for medical care. It's not a construct of nature or the human body at all. Right. And it's gotten worse, I think, in the last decade or so from what I remember as a a child growing up, and I'm a little older than you do. Um, But nowadays you go into a primary care and not only do they not care, but they are looking with the uh, advent of electronic um, records, they're looking at a computer the whole time typing. They don't even interface with you anymore. They're just asking a question and inputting data and then they print out the prescription. And you hard you get maybe 45 seconds of eye contact, if any, in a 15, what what is it, a 10 to 15 minute. Um, it, so it's gotten really even more impersonal than when I grew up where you had your family pediatrician or your mm-hmm. family doctor for 20 or 30 years and they knew you and your family. And you, you know, it was kind of small town America maybe where I grew up. So it was a little bit different and you knew who the doctor was in town or, you know, there are a few doctors. Um, but now I, I go into primary care and it's like, I might as well not even be there. <laughs> I could just text in my symptoms and they can type it in a computer and text me back uh, information. And, and it, that's about the level of the, the uh, exchange. Yeah, so it's very it's transactional and superficial. Yeah. And again, like for your like cold and your flu and for like a bunch of basic things for your like basic prescription refill, like that's fine. Like we should automate that stuff. But right. the problem is that like we've sort of reduced, again, we've reduced primary care, reduced medicine to being like about these kind of acute urgent care issues when like mm-hmm. America's healthcare costs aren't, you know, going to soon to be $4 trillion because like we need more help with our colds and flus and our headaches. Like right. those costs are driven by all these other things. So you see all of these startups and like tech solutions and the medical system trying to optimize these like very minor, like acute conditions, which are easier to optimize in a transactional format, like a bot or a text message. And again, that's cool. Like for certain basic things, like for our members, if you're like, I'm not feeling great, I think I have like a cold or a virus we just write with you over messaging. Like we don't need you to come in. We don't need a three minute visit for that because that is just basic beans. But really what's driving everyone's health issues is all of the other stuff that is just not getting addressed anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have seen statistics or or heard that like given the, the numbers of chronic disease on the rise and autoimmune level disease, and even autism, that if you project, if those numbers stay the same and you project that out a decade or so, that that's going to just financially break. Those costs are going to be astronomical. Uh, Are they talking about in those kinds of groups or the different people that you interface with? Is there an awareness of that or or thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all anybody talks about. And it's also the fact that this year, for the fourth year in a row, average life expectancy in the United States is going down. Yes, that's just... And it's just sad. We're, like, There's this deep awareness that we're spending so much and that things are getting wor- worse and that, you know, forget the cost, right? The costs actually drive a lot of our economy, which is the thing you don't hear people talking about, sure. but which is the underlying truth is that healthcare in this country adds about 30,000 jobs a month. So if we were to really reduce healthcare costs, we'd also crash our GDP. Um, so there's there's sort of this underlying disincentive to really do anything about it, ironically. Right. At the same time, people are getting sicker and living shorter lives and having a worse experience. And that is because 94% of our diet is ultra-refined. We look at screens 11 hours a day. We sit on our butts eight hours a day. We're swimming in a sea of microplastics. Like, Right. All of these things have, I know it's gross. We have like a setup for sickness. Yes. And so no one kind of in between, they're like, oh my God, healthcare costs are going up and life expectancy is going down. But in between, um, we're kind of one of the only ones dealing with the why of all of that. Right. Um, but I do think you're going to see that shift. 
that more and more because it seems like the only way to break that disincentive because that that would hold true with any doctor like they only get paid when i'm sick right they i only go in when i'm ill is to set up a wellness system or a system that feeds on wellness mm-hmm. like what you're doing right. you're breaking right. that membership model there's a yes. reason yes there's a rhyme, rhyme to the, <laughs> there's a method to the madness there um, is I yeah love it. and i what i love about the parsley model is the accountability and that's not something i took into account when i started i just that mm-hmm. never crossed my mind even though i coach people and guide and teach when i got a health coach that i was meeting with uh, and they were constantly checking in with what i was eating and if i was taking my supplements that re- truly did change my behavior because i knew oh man if i go in and i haven't been doing it i'm in trouble and then just also <laughs> that robin's gonna know they know i'm friends with robin they're gonna tell her she's <laughs> but also just the like you know the reflection of oh yeah this is my plan and somebody's here almost like a, a guide or a coach helping me along the way that that was extraordinarily helpful so robin you're in a room with the former vice president and the heads of the world's biggest corporations all trying to, I'm assuming, solve healthcare issues, right? Was that what that day was about? Yeah, it was a whole day on healthcare. Um, yeah. So most of us will never get to be in a room like that because we're not as smart as you. But for those of us who would like to be a fly on the wall, when a group of people like that get together and Al Gore is at the head of the table and he's like, let's solve some healthcare issues. What does that look like from the inside out? How did everybody approach it? What's, what are the movers and shakers really doing and, and how are they trying to solve these issues? Were you impressed? Were you unimpressed? Were you like, wow, this is, you know, we're on the cutting edge here. You know, it was both incredibly impressive and also a little bit like, oh, wow, even these people haven't figured it out. Um, (laughs) And it was impressive because the earnestness and honesty and diligence and hard work going into analyzing the data, understanding the problems uh, we're facing from all corners of the healthcare system, from the head of a a famous pediatric hospital in in California talking about using new technology to identify um, infectious diseases um, in the bloodstream of kids to keep them alive, to talking about technology, AI that is like helping fix the underlying billing systems. There was a dinner the night before and I met the guy who was like, yeah, we're doing like AI for healthcare billing. And I, even I, as nerdy as I am in healthcare, I'm like snore, like I don't care. <laughs> and then he spoke on the next day, which was the full day. And he actually made this topic interesting because of how screwed up, how we even bill for anything in healthcare is and how untransparent and dated and how these hospitals are using like these paper systems and there's no tracking of it. And everyone overbills because the billing is so bad that they just assume that like 80% of it doesn't get paid so that the people like there's just all these crazy, just blockbuster level inefficiencies. And so I thought was, was impressive about the day was the like genuine earnestness and, and in trying to create better and thoughtfulness and sophistication of these problem solvers around the room who all were in different areas, you know, some of them very different than me. Um, And then I also left with the feeling like, wow, we have a mess on our hands and that there isn't going to be one, you know, savior, Um, that it's on all of us to demand better from our healthcare services. It's on all of us to demand transparency, to push our politicians to have real conversations. Um, I think I told you, Dave, like I hadn't had a strong opinion of, of Mr. Gore in one way or the other prior, you know, you remember him losing the election and what a thing that was, but that was a long time ago now. And, and, you know, you're kind of like, okay, he's in this incredible environmentalist. He's done so much amazing work for the world on that front. But like, I don't know, I just, I'm not a super like in-depth politics person. And so I was like, oh, it'll be cool to meet him. Like, I don't know what his deal is. Right. Um, and I left like, wow, he's an impressive guy and wow, Mm. he would have made a great president. And I think that also made me a little bit sad, but also happy because there are like really good people in the world trying to solve these, these big problems. It's amazing. And that many of them just need a little bit more meditation and mindfulness 
in their lives to gain some clarity. Um, and a little bit going to solve this problem. A little bit more of you showing them because you gave a talk as well and you got to educate them on the future of medicine and telemedicine so i think that's super super cool that 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 happened and so robin you are first and foremost a doctor but you're also an entrepreneur you're, you're like half doctor half entrepreneur and half mom because you can't see on the screen <laughs> if you're watching on youtube but robin is like seven months pregnant yeah <laughs> belly is belly bump second, is right? real there yeah. it is my second one oh. i know Amazing. And so half your, and we've talked about this in private, but like, you know, more than half your time is running a business and taking a vision and making it a reality, which is much harder than just being a doctor. You're running a huge team of people. You've got centers all across the country. You're raising money. You're changing medicine. You're raising kids. You're being a doctor. Uh, like, holy cow, first and foremost, like bow down to you and all the work that you're doing. Me and Cody by 10 a.m. have just tied our shoes and we're like packing our lunches <laughs> to go outside. True. <laughs> it's close to true. <laughs> and so, um, you know, is there, a, are you taking some kind of supplement we don't know about? For everyone listening or watching, uh, how does somebody have that much drive and, and, and manage all of that? What are you, what do you do different? Or what, what can people listening and watching who are inspired by you do to take a step on being so much on their path? Are you just, were you just born with vision? <laughs> Were you just always wanting to change the world or is that something you developed? Into? No, I think I found it. Honestly, I think I found it through, I mean, meeting you and my yoga practice and doing Vipassana and my, you know, I, I don't, I think I grew up, I mean, I was very book smart and I did really well in school. And so that might've been a combination of, you know, good school and crazy parents and, you know, some natural ability. So I was able to ultimately survive something like Columbia Medical School or even get in there. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that, right? That might have been there. But um, I think the motivation and the drive come from head aligned with heart. And I think when you get your head aligned with your heart, like if you're, if you're thinking about the things you want to do in the world, and they're just ideas and deep down, like you don't feel deeply passionate about them or connected to them. Uh, you know, we're all kind of walking around with a concrete wall between our heads and our hearts and heads and our bodies, kind of ignoring what's happening from the neck down. And so, you know, meditation and yoga were the things that for me, at least helped me kind of break through the concrete wall. And so the stuff that you guys are teaching are getting people to kind of, you know, crack through uh, and maybe have a little two-way light going in there because we don't talk a lot about that stuff stuff in our American culture. Um, but it's really transformative and it's really powerful. And so when you align that mental, behavioral, mental, spiritual practice, whatever you want to call meditation, because it's all those things. And you align that with kind of taking out the constant toxic pollutants into your body, the sugar and the refined carbs and the processed foods, and you eat real food and you move a bit all of a sudden the body like shifts and you shift into a new dimension. I call it a state change, which is something I'm going to be writing more about, which is this idea that like your physiology, you know, in turn um, impacts your psychology and vice versa. And there's lots of levers we have to pull as humans to create a state change. When you create a state change, new paths and doorways open to you. And it doesn't, I could start with the physical, with the food and the fitness. And for some people, that's kind of, for me, that's where I started really with yoga. Like I wasn't ready in my early twenties for meditation and these bigger ideas. I just needed to start like moving my body in a way that was a little more conscious than like running on a treadmill. Um, which when I look back at how I used to work out, I was always running on a treadmill at the gym listening to like top 40 and like <laughs> that, that literally was like a kind of like a microcosm of my life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the mentality of the way I lived, everything was encapsulated with my Perfect workout metaphor. Yeah. And, um, and so stuck on the treadmill, running, 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 not really going anywhere, listening to this, like, you know, crazy pounding music. And I think a lot of people are stuck in that. And so yoga was kind of the first step for me. Now that doesn't have to be for everyone, but when you start 
using these practices, wherever, whichever one appeals to you first, it's cool. You start to experience a state change and a state change is more than just, oh, I feel more energized today. I feel less foggy. I feel a little happier. That's the starting place. But then what that gives you is clarity of purpose over time and not all in a day. I think that's where the quick fixing gets tough. Like you're not going to meditate once and find your purpose, but if you can start doing these things regularly, you can start to find that clarity. And for me, you know, yeah, this crazy job I've constructed for myself is really hard. And being a CEO, no one, you don't go to school for that. You don't go to school to raise venture capital. You just learn literally through hard knocks right. over and over and over again. <laughs> um, you don't want to learn how to hire and manage people or fire people or any of the things that come with running a business. Um, in medical school. And so that's also school of hard knocks. You mm-hmm. don't, no one teaches you how to be a parent. So I'm, you know, I'm figuring that out every day with my three-year-old and now soon to be an, another one. But I think if you have passion and, and head heart alignment, those things keep driving you to go forward. And the last thing I'll say about that is in order to create anything new, you have to be willing to have people not like you. And Mm -hmm. that was something that I really wasn't able to deal with until Mm -hmm. very recently in my career. Um, And I was at a birthday party this weekend for Dr. Mark Hyman, who many of your listeners might know has written like a billion bestsellers and he's really led the functional medicine movement. Um, And someone was talking about one of the most amazing things about him is that he, as a, as a leader of a movement, he's had the, the thick skin to deal right when someone calls him out and says someone from conventional medicine is like food doesn't matter you know or mm. whatever when, or somebody just disagrees with him and I didn't I totally did not have the ability to like withstand that like I remember writing an article for a healthcare blog like five years ago when I, or four years ago maybe when I was thinking about parsley and all these doctors who commenting and like slamming mm. me um mm. and being like oh my god I just want to like run home and retreat and like stop all of this I don't want to get yelled at by these fancy people um but that is what it that that head heart alignment and then that willingness to keep going even when things don't go your way or when somebody just dis- someone you respect disagrees with you knowing that there's no one person with all the answers and so guess what maybe some of your answers are true I, and I yeah. think the meditation that you guys are teaching and, this, and the awareness and the spiritual practice allows people to align with their own information as, a, as opposed to external information. Mm-hmm. And that gives you some of the wherewithal to be like, okay, my version of truth may be just as, as true as, as yours, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Robin. Thank so, you. so beautiful. So, yeah. It sounds like the first step is get off the treadmill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like and, it. And eat some parsley yeah. and heal your gut, get your heart and your head aligned and you're, you're well on your way. And Robin, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for being here and taking the time. I know you're super busy and sharing your vision and your story. So thank you for that. And for everyone listening, um, we're going to put a, there's a, a link to Parsley Health in our show notes. So if you want to check it out, you can. And now Parsley ha- is, have, is creating telemedicine, right, Robin? So yeah. you won't have to be in New York or LA or San Francisco. You'll be able to get this, uh, get all these amazing services from wherever you are. That's and I'm awesome. very excited that you guys are yeah. expanding. It's like the Tesla model. You start at the yeah. top, right, with, with an exclusive <laughs> thing, and then you build the cyber truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd find a way you to, to work that you in. You did cyber yeah. truck you were into this that. conversation. Yeah. I knew it was That's coming. Not a good analogy. For the record, but, audience members, if more the majority of you are female or if half of you are female listening to this, the cyber truck is the new Tesla truck that every dude I've ever met in my life is talking about and then no woman cares about. So That's FYI, right. in case you don't get the reference as I did not this past week, um, anyway, we were but being in Colorado, the tele that that's like perfect. I mean, I like that. Oh yeah, oh, Colorado is very high on our list, and and we will be all fifty states. It's just on a rolling basis. We're live in New York and California for um, our virtual medicine, our virtual visits, as well as our diagnostic testing. You can get hormone testing with us. I think gut health testing comes out very soon. So awesome. if you are a Dave and you're wondering why your gut feels off, you can start with us with a test 
to the point that Cody, you made earlier, if you're not ready to jump in for medical, you can start with intestine. Um, and those are all live in New York and California. And then the next 10 states are coming very, very soon. So please follow us on Instagram, Parsley Health and, and Facebook and the like. And most importantly, sign up for our newsletter because that's how we send out like gifts and deals and kind of announcements of um, which states are are coming up next for our virtual care. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for Thank being here. So much, Robin. Robin Bears and everyone, have an amazing rest of your day. Get healthy, heal your gut, and live an amazing life. See you next time on Energy <laughs> Matters. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Robin. You've been listening to the Energy Matters Podcast with Cody Edner and David Gandelman. Brought to you by intuitivevision.net and groundedmind.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or soundcloud.com.